It's Cofield and Company. God, the show's always hobbled in some doing, way. Uh, Mentally with Ari around. I was doing some... Uh, Physically with Adam around. Sure. You're in a bubble. So get out of the bubble. Talk to real people. There's no less healthy show in the country. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Back here we go on a Wednesday. Cofield and Company, Adam Hill is here. It is Steve Cofield. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota Studios. Big show on the way. Lots of hockey talk. We'll bring in a big hockey fan, kind of an expert. Our buddy who is our ESPN Las Vegas legal insider, Justin Watkins, will be up in about 15 minutes. Brian Blessing later this hour. Let's do it. It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. Uh, World Series game two tonight, Braves and the Astros last night. Uh, the game was on ESPN Las Vegas tonight. It's on 12.30 the game. That's uh, our fourth sports station, 12.30 the game, 12.30 the game. That's 12.30 a.m. World Series game two tonight. Uh, hell of a win last night for the Golden Knights. I was kind of thrilled because uh, I said on the air and actually did it. Uh, got the Knights at plus 155. Could have got them at plus 165, but they came out quickly. They get a win and a much-needed win. My God. Yeah. Uh, fans here have very high expectations. They're already freaking on edge because of the Flurry leonard stuff. Uh, now the team is having a boatload of trouble going back to last year with one of its biggest problems that it hasn't solved to this point, the power play. So to get a win, I'm sure for everyone in the organization, gives them a massive sigh of relief. First of all, don't mention the power play, Steve. Not supposed to talk about that till the end of the year. Judge it how it is at the end of the year. We've been told that several times now uh, by Pete DeBoer. So I don't know why you're mentioning it. Feels uh, like a carryover from last year when you asked about the power play and how it was fading at the end of the regular season, and everyone said, "Don't worry about it; they're winning." And then what became the biggest topic in the playoffs and with the ouster? Uh, they got eliminated in a round in which they did not score a power play goal. And you're right. After I asked that question at the end of the year, what are you talking about? They won. Why are you asking negative questions? Okay. Uh, yeah, but but Pete DeBoer said, "Hey, they they are they've changed some things in their power play." judge it on how they are at the end of the year. Where do they rank in the league at the end of the year? So that's what he continues to stress, but they haven't scored a goal yet. It's not good. Uh, hasn't looked good. Hasn't generated many opportunities. That's including a five on three chance the other night. Hasn't been great, but uh, I think in terms of last night's win, you mentioned it's a big win. I think, in fact, I know that last night I tweeted it was a win they desperately needed. And I know that some fan attacked back and said, desperately, it's the fifth game, sixth game of the year. True. Yes, they didn't need it. It's not like they were going to make or miss the playoffs based on last night's game. But I can tell you from sitting in the press conferences after the games, the first, you know, the, the during the losing streak, there was starting to be panic's not the right word, but there was definitely a lot of frustration going on. And now you've lost four in a row. You have a two game trip against two pretty good teams back to back. If you lose last night, it could be two games in a row. It could be. You know, you, you could all of a sudden be one and six and really starting to dig a hole that's going to be tough to climb out of. So, so yes, last night was not, do they make or miss the playoffs based on Justin, just, Justin Watkins just walked in and threw me off because he has maybe the greatest uh, sweatshirt I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so, yeah, you could last night's lose, loss could have turned into two losses, could have turned into three, four losses. The frustration was growing. So, yes, I think it was a desperately needed victory for the Golden Knights. Well, I mean, some fans out there and some media people were freaking flipping out coming into the week. So if there, you know, if there's a sense of calm with one group of fans or others who were melting down, 
Uh, over at Channel 13 in town, Sean Tempesta. <laughs> What's wrong? We mentioned this the other day. I wanted your reaction to this. He said, Gallant lost four games in a row, got fired. Knights are down, fourth uh, loss in a row in sight. This was the other night. 0 for 27 on the power play at the time. Uh, he also called for the head of one of the assistant coaches, saying if Spot still has a job after tonight, it's malpractice. Uh, did they fire anyone at the behest of local media member? Fans, no. Uh, no, they didn't. I don't think they will. Um, also, you know, it, yes, it, it is right now. This is the Golden Knights. It is guys wearing Golden Knights jerseys. I don't know if you're saying the Golden Knights lost four games in a row. Uh, the follow-up on that is let it be known that Spot is one cog. He's uh, one of the assistants with the Golden Knights. Uh, Sean also said, but you can't have as bad of a power play as we've had. Oh, no. And keep your gig. Frankly, everyone in the front office and coaching should be fair game. So to the person who was like, relax, tell the other fans to relax. Tell media members like Sean to relax. But I, I, listen, I do think it was a big, big win. Of course it was. For the Golden Knights. They needed to this stop This thing the starts bleeding. to steamroll, yes. and you're going against good teams. Yeah, you need to win some games early in the year. I understand if four losses in a row, one and four in a run, is in the middle of the season. It's game 56 to whatever, 61, uh, 60, whatever. Uh, you know, you're not feeling as, as bad because you don't notice it as much. As the beginning of the season, I, I I was making the case uh, to some some people the other night after the fourth loss in a row. Um, there was a question: Will the Golden Knights make the playoffs? And I saw uh, I saw a you know a local sports book, uh, some of their executives debating what the price is. They're only a slight favorite at this point to make I the playoffs. I saw that. I saw uh, Cornegay put out that they were VGK was one fifty to make the playoffs, and he said the rest of his crew had him at one thirty. Right. So only a, a kind of a slight favorite to make the playoffs. Now I made the case with some people. I still think they're going to comfortably win the division, but like you, like once they get the guys back, I think that they're going to go on a good run. They're going to be a very good team. They'll probably win the division, but you can't be 28 points back when no. that happens. No. You've got to find a way to scrap together some wins in the meantime. And yeah, Colorado's scuffling a little bit too. So to go there, to beat them in that game and the way that they played too, it wasn't just that they won. They, they had a, they really stayed disciplined and tight on the defensive end. They played a very good game. They played a kind of game that they will be able to win going forward, even without some of their star players. So I, I think it was a good win, not just for the result, but also for how they played. And I think it should bring some comfort to people. So yes, I think it was a desperately needed win. I'm going to say to uh, Sean, keep tweeting. Cause I love his Twitter account. I, I do. I do share his aggression, his <laughs> attitude. He just posted a video uh, within the last 24 hours. He goes, another fail, Amazon. Use the walkway, not my yard. And he actually has his camera faced on the front yard. And yeah, there's an Amazon guy walking right through all of his Halloween de uh, decorations. By the way, nice webs, you know, the, the cotton webs. And the guy's going to take down the webs. You know how much work that takes? Uh, we did that the other day at Casa de Cofield. It's all over the place now. I don't need some Amazon guy tripping in it. Lawsuit, right? We got a legal insider coming up. I get a lawsuit. I don't know, Sean. Yeah. But first of all, screw you, Sean. And I'll tell you why. Why? If you're ordering things... Don't put that stuff up blocking the, the front yard. It, it's He's walking through the yard. I see a beautiful walkway with nice paper. By the way, how much money do these guys make? Uh, nice pavers. Walk on the sidewalk. The, the, the driveway don't is right. don't put it up. Don't put that stuff up if you have people coming over. I'd say it's, don't put it up It's anywhere. in the yard. I don't care. There's a walkway. Don't Let's act like anyway. freaking human beings. Then don't put it up anyway. No. I, I, enough of the decorations no. of any kind. My, You know, it's funny. I actually I did have a delivery today, and my webbing, 
actually got to a point where it was like a freaking clothesline. So I think the first, the person who delivered had a duck underneath it. They did it. They did their job. Good for they didn't get tangled in the web with all the fake spiders we've got up. God, you hate the holidays. It comes out no matter no matter what time of year. Adam Hill hates the holidays. All right, on the way back, we're going to talk to ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins. Get his take on the win last night from the Knights, and then get into uh, get into what I think is a brewing storm. Uh, the NFL is so freaking inconsistent. They're getting called out on it in terms of their discipline for coaches and players and now owners. They're in hot water here, and Goodell appeared to me to just freaking outright lie yesterday, and maybe we're set up for a bunch of lawsuits, owners against owners, owner against the league, victims of the league against the league, against the owners. It's nuts. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer, 877-700-NOVA. Steps were put in place to make sure it does not happen again. And so we think protecting the people that helped us get to that place, the people that unfortunately had to live through that experience, that we respect them and make sure that we protect them. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins to lay down the law. Only on Cofield and Company. What a day to have Justin Watkins in. Really important. Man, the NFL the last couple weeks has been a disaster. There's infighting with the owners. There's inconsistency with policies and penalties handed down. So Justin is here. But before we get to any of that, because you just reacted to that, a uh, Raj cut on the way back and you throw up your hands. I thought you were going to punch me. We're actually, we're using the uh, Battleborn Injury Lawyer Studios today, the Battleborn Broadcast Center. And you uh, reconfigured the room. And one of the things I think that apparently I didn't realize this drives you nuts. I'm a big extension guy because I went to an estate sale last year and I got 42 extension cords in a blind box that I bought. So I try to use them all the time and you're not an extension fan. So you have put in so many outlets in this studio all over the table. Yep. All for you. Yeah. And I come in here. I've, <laughs> I've been coming in here now for what? What have you? Six months we've had this? Or eight, eight months? Than that, yeah, longer, eight yeah. or nine months. Yeah. And I come in and I try to create this studio that has everything that you could need. <laughs> and then I walk in and I see like a spiral bound extension cord that's probably a hundred feet sitting on the table that we've created with and another extension cord plugged into that. And then you got all this stuff running off here. So then I reconfigured everything to create a situation in which all cords can be hidden. <laughs> the audience doesn't care. They don't want to no, hear this. It, but it, it's, it, is it's funny. It drives me crazy. And then I walked in. I've just got it all fixed. I'm excited to come upstairs. I'm like, okay, cool. It's all going to be hooked up. No, they're going to find. Table. They're going to find the plug. They're going to find the table. It's all good. And I walk up here first thing. I see the extension cord <laughs> going to the table hidden cord. It's a surge protector that I put under the table. It drives me crazy. Yeah, our table has all the outlets now. All the outlets yeah. are on the table. There's Everything. No need for extension cords, which I, I often use extension cord too because I'm unplugged it all the time. Uh, but yes, you've you've built them in. I didn't see them because so it's on the other side. It's on Steve's side of the table. But uh, oh, no now, need now, now I got to put it on your side of the table. No, Here no. we go. <laughs> no, I know it's there now. I'm good. Now that I know it's there. The, the funny thing is, he's got like five feet behind me, uh, easily reachable. He's got a uh, an outlet. No, like extender that has like seven different plugs in it. I could just plug into that. I just I love my extension cords. I'm a junkie. No, I think you hit the you hit the the real cause though. Yeah. You don't love the extension cord. He bought a box not knowing what was inside. It was like a treasure mystery box. box. A yeah. mystery box. It had extension cords in it, and he's like, I've got to use these things now because he that's what he uh, does. 
Guess what the yard is going to look like for Christmas? Hey, well, <laughs> there's not going to be there. any lack of power. I can extend power to anywhere in my entire small yard. All good. Well, see, I'm, all I'm, I'm the opposite. I like all cords hidden, right? Look so I'm bringing this. up, I'm bringing up cord like organizers and hiders wow. so that we can have. Like, I don't want to see a cord in this whole thing. Oh, is where I want amazing. us to be. And we're going in two very opposite directions. And the, the other thing is we've got, uh, this is fascinating radio, but we've also got a ton of mic cords, and I just have them flopped everywhere. It was nice and neat. I just untie them. This, like we got a police around. So. This is a big thing, like on Twitter, though, and Instagram and places like that. Like What, that, if, he's, o, that, that he's OCD? And I'm no, not... no, no, no. No, I I mean. Which, if, by the way, I have my own issues, so. Anytime anybody posts a picture, like, of their home or mm-hmm. anything like that, all the comments are just about how they handle the courts. Yeah. Like it happens. I see it every day. And oh. I'm like, I'm like, it has never even crossed my mind when I see people's cords in their house. Like, I'm like, who cares? Whatever. No. And people are obsessed with it. Yes. That's an issue. I, it's, it's not like, to me. On. Oh, man. Especially, but, especially we designed this studio for the ability to do this show. And course. so I took pride in having outlets and... Steve texts me, hey, man, we're having some problem with the Wi-Fi. I'm like, why Wi-Fi? There's a LAN hookup right here. I'm like, there's two of them. We created every hookup you could possibly well, need, was- and you're trying to use Wi-Fi? That like- was a little miscommunication. Know, we were talking I about know, two different laptops. So. But still, you already, had me, you already had me coming in at an at a 8, and then I, <laughs> then I see you in the extension cord, and now you put me over the, over the edge. Okay. Can I, can I actually employ your services on the, the cord hiding? Uh, Cause I have an issue at home and I actually got call. I posted one picture of my TV setup and I got mocked on heavily and I was so mad. I deleted it. I have a, I have a three TV wall, but I refuse to start deal. You know, like you don't tuck the cords. They're all over the place. No. Oh, oh, that, that, then you have zero TVs. It's, it's, I can't look at that. You can't look at that. TVs. Hey, what, what do you want? Look at this. Look at this TV over I know, here. I understand. What do you want? Well, how much money? I, oh, I, I'm not I, doing I, have, I have multiple. T- I can't, on, I can't I even go help. look at it. I can't even go look oh, at come it. Come on. I'll take a picture. I'll send, it, you, it I'll is, send it, you my guy. It is bad. Yeah. It is really bad. I, I actually, no you know what's funny? I actually bought the cord hiders and I got <laughs> I got a delivery. It was like a year and a half ago. I had to store them right in the garage. Put them in the guy, box with I'm the like, I'm like, that guy looks too complicated. <laughs> no, Can't do it. No. Not very mechanical. He he's Adam has no clue either. I have no clue. He and I uh so it's it's this is gonna sound like a really weird statement. We tried to put a bed together one time and we both stared at it for like an hour and a half, and then one of our real uh, you know, mechanically inclined friends came over and did it in like 15 minutes. She just zipped through it. And we're both like, <laughs> we had no shot. None. Yeah. Well, I don't know what story you want to go to first, but can we talk about that? Good. Yeah, let's clip? go. Let's go. That thing that. just drove me crazy. Hey, Ari, just... can you, can you ISO that and, uh, and give it to us here in a second? So what, what drove you crazy is a lot of people yesterday were like, wow, he just used the victim potential victims in this case as a shield for the shield. Yep. So what he did, he did, he said two things as the reason why they're not going to release the report. One is they don't want to out the people that had helped them get there. Valid, right? So now you've got people who may have been a part of the the improprieties that you got to cooperate, and the way you got them to cooperate is agree to anonymity. Okay, okay. It's like you know, it's like the immunity clause when when you get a cooperating witness. Um, so I, I can agree to that, but then he says, it acts like they're the same people, but w- we all, you know, they, they don't want to out the victims and right away, you heard from an attorney who represents 40 of the victims. Like we didn't ask for secrecy. We don't want this. We want this report public. Like if you care about the victims, you make this report 
public. And if you, or you at least release the report to the victims so that they can use it to seek justice, right? You got to do that. Now, if you want to redact who I will call the co-conspirators, the people on the inside who helped you get the knowledge that you needed to complete the investigation, that could be done. That's done all the time. You could absolutely redact out that information and any sort of identifying clues that would be in there as to who those people are. You could do that. But they're making they're zero attempt to do that. And the fact that they're trying to use this, the, the, the victims as the basis for the protection is gross. It's so morally low that you you are in a in a sense revictimizing them by 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 using their name that in that way. So just so we're clear, because I know it's like sometimes I, I hear give me do me a favor because like, that was a, that's a really strong yeah. take. Ari, play the Goodell bite one more time, and this is what uh, Justin was just talking about. Steps were put in place to make sure it does not happen again, and so we think protecting the people that helped us get to that place, the people that unfortunately had to live through that experience, that we respect them and make sure that we protect them. You know what I would get to, though, is he said, unfortunately, he had to live through that experience. The investigation came out like what, there was a fine. It sounded like there wasn't much that came out of the investigation. No, Snyder got fined 10 million. How bad could it have been? He's acting like now, now you can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. The investigation says it wasn't that bad. NFL says it wasn't that bad. Now it was that bad. We can't reveal the victims. Theoretically got what a $10 million fine and a six month suspension, uh, which Washington, which- Washington media people will tell you. What suspension? He's yeah. been at every game. No, I, I, I know. Right. I'm just saying. Goodell said, Goodell said the other day he hasn't worked with the, the, the team in months. He was pictured at the Sean Taylor game. <laughs> He's at the games. That's right. Yeah, it's 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 not justifiable. What what he's saying is not true. It's not the reason. The real reason is they don't want to create a scenario in which this stuff becomes public, right? They're protecting their owners. That's what this is about. Um, the other owners. I'm sure thinking to themselves what they've got in their, you know, closet, the skeletons that they have, and they don't want to ever be made public. And so they're all protecting each other. That's all it is. Everybody's protected. All the owners are protecting the other owners. This has zero to do with seeking justice or doing what's right or protecting the victims of whatever happened. We don't even know the fullest extent of what happened. But, and I think, I think what they did to Gruden is going to come back and bite them. I think that that is going to be a strong basis for a lawsuit in which uh, the release of the report or the findings of the report are going to be made public or parts of them or the emails. Um, I would think that the victims in their lawsuits are going to have a strong position to say that any sort of confidentiality was waived on this. Uh, And I think it'd be interesting if Gruden himself sued uh, it would be interesting to see how far he could go on getting that all released. Um, but where I would really like to see it, where I would love to see it, is from the Players Association. I don't think that they'll do it, but I think that they're in the strongest position to say, you've conducted a, an investigation, a report was created that our players have not been able to see that talks about the safety of the workplace and you're not giving it to us. How can we effectively, collectively bargain in the future when we don't know what kind of measures are put in place to protect against things that we don't even know? Um, and so we need that released for, for our own safety and for future 
good faith bargaining. I I agree with it. I was outraged by the clip too. I just just want to ask the question um, in this situation: Could they have? It seems like the victims, at least the victims we've heard from, do want it out. Yep. Is it possible that in the course of their investigation, they made assurances to certain people that with their cooperation, this would never see the light of day? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. But you could also <laughs> you could also redact information that had anything to do with that person. But everybody uh, figures it out, right? Like right. just on on you know the there's going to be a big reveal tonight on Sports Center of who the player in the Blackhawks investigation is. Right. Everyone knows who it is. Well, they did. There was a ton of identifying information there. Twenty-year-old European, still playing in the European League, not on the Blackhawks, right? I mean, right. How many how many players were twenty years old in twenty ten on the Blackhawks who were European descent and now still play in Europe? Right. Can you explain that case? One, right? Like uh, one. Sorry, I don't even know who it is, but I'm sure it would take me a matter of like twenty minutes on Google to figure out who that person is. Right. Well, it's it, it, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. What was, <laughs> what was the investigation with the Blackhawks? Because I also noticed people mentioning the investigation, saying that they were able to protect the informants in that case and put out a real report. Why couldn't the NFL do the same thing? Well, what 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 was the case in the first place? You want, oh, so there's an allegation back in 2010 that in the playoff run that a I might get the title wrong a video assistant uh, for the Blackhawks had. Um, I'll see if, if I can state this right. I'm going to say raped one of the young European players on the team. Now, the, the term out there has been sexually harassed, that there was sexual assault. The allegation was, as I read it in the report, that under threat of physical violence, that this videographer, video assistant, threatened the player with a baseball bat in order for the video assistant to give oral sex to the player and then finish that act and, and himself on the, play, on, on the player. The player then reported it. I don't. I haven't gotten deep enough in the report to hear exactly who the first person was that he told, but he he reported. It. He said this happened, and those reports made their way up to the GM, to the president, to the coach, to uh, assistant GM, uh, assistant vice president, and ultimately there were seven people in a meeting together immediately after they beat San Jose in the Western Conference Final before they went to the Stanley Cup Final. And the decision was made that they weren't going to do anything about this until after the Stanley Cup finals. And so they didn't report it to any criminal authorities. They didn't report it up the chain to the owner uh, of the Blackhawks. They didn't separate the player from the uh, video assistant. After they won the Stanley Cup, they uh, allowed that they parted ways, gave a severance to the video assistant. That video assistant was able to participate in the celebrations, has his name on the Stanley Cup, uh, also got his day with the Stanley Cup. They didn't tell anybody about the allegations. Subsequent to that, the video assistant committed and pled guilty to sexual assault of a minor at a, as a coaching assistant for a high school hockey team. Um, and as I understand it now, is currently serving time related to that. Um, and there were prior and post allegations of sexual misconduct on the in the Blackhawks organization none of which were reported up yeah and 
and you know it just kept going on and on and now the the you know there's there's talk of how much it could have it was a he was first round pick yep and never made it yep and now i saw people like well he's just mad that he never made it like the, what yeah that's insane insane and, and by the way how much of that we'll never know this it's improvable but yeah. how much of what happened led to him not getting the opportunities or even mentally wore on him to where he couldn't reach his full potential like those things will never be known so it it's an awful story an awful case obviously and the handling was just disgusting um but it is yeah he, he's his identity will be revealed tonight although like we said it's all over everybody knows who it is yeah i mean that's where i feel like in the report they they if he didn't want to be known they gave away way too much but way too and much. that's that's this started with the nfl one and that's what i'm saying like in these cases you can redact a lot of information people are still going to mostly figure out who it is right uh no i disagree i believe you can summarize you can give executive summaries of the allegations as a we have found the following facts based on interviews of multiple parties you don't say interviews of vice presidents who won't be named right, right? like you just say here's our executive summary of what we have found and give the findings you don't have to say where you got that information or how you came to that conclusion you don't have to give quotes of a one-on-one -on -one conversation that'll obviously right. out the that's, person. That's, that's the kind of stuff I was thinking of. Right. Like, don't like do this that. person told like yeah. this person was told. You're like, well, that's who told me. Right. Like, obviously, I know who you're talking about. Like those are the kind of things where I'm like, well, it, it would be hard to do it, but I guess if you just generalize. Yeah. You can give executive summaries. And and there's an excellent example of that. Um, I think uh, uh in the Wells report for Deflategate, I think he does a great job of executive summary. Now we had total participation in that but you could see in the executive summary that it is lacking of details of how he got there and then later in the report it's all the details of of how he got there so i i i think i think it absolutely could be done it has to be done carefully if those are the promises you made to everybody uh but here's the bottom line the courts aren't bound by the promises the nhl made to, or the nfl made to those that they interview they're not the NFL, if they become a defendant and get sued or any of the teams, and I think that they will as a result of this, can't go to the court and say, hey, but we told these people that we weren't going to tell them we weren't going to ever make this report of light of day. It's like uh, you have an obligation as, a, as the employer or the association of all the employers to do these investigations. Right. So, yeah, you're going to have to release that. You're going to have to tell us what you have. And or you're going to be subject to discovery and they're going to be able to subpoena all these emails anyway and they're going to get to the bottom of it anyway so i have a hard time believing that they're going to be able to keep all of this under wraps forever they may be able to keep their findings under wraps but all the information that was built to get there no that's subject to discovery and, the, and they're not going to be able to prevent a court from doing that Five seven zero nine thousand is the number of Battleborn injury alerts. We come back with Justin Watkins, another NFL angle. If the league is screwing up the way it's handling Deshaun Watson, now there may be a holdup in uh, getting him on the move via a trade. Trade deadline is next week, and we'll see if maybe there's going to be a lawsuit down the road to Deshaun Watson against the NFL. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 702-570-9000, with your questions today. At some point, you do have to draw the line because I don't know if this man is innocent or guilty. But the fact that I don't know and we don't know and this hasn't even been figured out and resolved, how do you in good conscience invest so much capital? 
at this position because you'd be setting your franchise back if he is not allowed to, or if worse, criminally he's charged. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins to present the facts only on Cofield and Company. Yeah, I think we've all let this skate because it's such a weird situation. I don't know how there's not some resolution one way or the other, and Deshaun Watson is just sitting on the sidelines. Well, now it's freaking put up or shut up time. Uh, Gradell has got to make a decision here because now teams are looking to trade for him. We saw the report yesterday, uh, Houston Chronicle, saying Dolphins and Texans have agreed on trade terms for Watson, but the Dolphins want his legal issues resolved before consummating a deal. Uh, Chronicle suggests the owner wants to clar- uh, clarity from Goodell on the length of potential suspension. Like Goodell is going to have to do something here, Adam. You you saw something yesterday that suggested from Goodell what? He Goodell could, has ruled. I, I think I, I think he has. I don't know. I don't know where this lack of clarity issue is coming from. Now it could change in the future. It could change tomorrow. Goodell has Goodell ruled in the preseason and now has ruled again. They don't. Ha- he would be on the commissioner's exempt list list if they had anything concrete or if they were going to do anything and that's essentially what he said yesterday like there's not a lack of clarity from the nfl now it could change mm-hmm. tomorrow if something new comes forward but for right now he could play yeah i i agree with you i think there's clarity i think there's he can't he, he's given as much clarity as he can possibly give right if if tomorrow houston police department you know said and the da said they were going to press they're going to bring charges forward well what are you going to do then? Yeah, I mean, yeah. then it changes and they give you all this evidence and they come out with an indictment that has, you know, a whole bunch of things listed out that you were unaware of. Well, then that changes. But from my perspective, I don't think that's happening. I mean, yeah. they're just the the Houston PD and the DA have given zero indications that they think that this is a criminal matter. They've done their invest. They've been in their investigation. They're not going to say it's closed. Right. They've opened an investigation. They've had that happen for four months now. They've not pressed any charges, not given any indication whatsoever that they're going to press charges. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and, and I think largely because they look at the affidavits that are in the civil complaints and say, not criminal. And they you know, go to talk to the victims in that are part of civil suits. And if they're cooperating, and I don't know that they are, but if they are cooperating, I don't imagine they're saying anything much different than what's in those affidavits. I'm not saying it's moral. I'm not saying it's not that they don't even have a civil claim. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I don't think it arises to the level of criminal conduct. That's what I'm saying. Uh, with the exception of the one there is one case where the affidavit is very vague in time where it implies forced oral sex. Implies. There's a big gap in that affidavit. It goes from step A to step Z with no description of how we go through the, the alphabet. And so is assuming that they talk to that person and that person has cooperated and they got the details, then that's the only one that I see that could arise to the level of criminality make it i'll make it clear that i'm absolutely not making light of this i'm just saying that what to what your point was it's the yada yada thing from seinfeld yep where the you know the the girlfriend is saying i went over to my ex's house last night and yada 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 i'm exhausted yep. and it, it, like wait what were what was in the middle of that like 
where was that? And that's kind of how that affidavit was written that you're referring to yep. of like this happened and then this happened and there's this huge area in between where everybody's like, wait, what what happened in that area? And that's yeah. the important part of the affidavit, but we don't know. And I would imagine that would have been the first one that the police were like, okay, let's find what's going on here. And they've had four months, nothing's happened. And from my perspective as an attorney, if I had a lockdown case like that, if I thought I had, that's, that's rape. If I thought I had yeah. rape, I'm detailing it in the affidavit. Right. I'm not jumping. That's not the affidavit I become vague in. Now, um, is it also the affidavit that I actually make public? Probably not. And the reason is, is once I do that, there will be criminal charges and I may not be able to get the information out of him that I want to get out of him, right? I may not be able to get his deposition. I may not be able to get a financial recovery on behalf of my client. There's nothing ever that can stop anybody. If there's a settlement in the case, they cannot stop any person from cooperating with criminal authorities. That's an obstruction of justice. They cannot do that. So I could get a settlement and then go tell the criminal authorities, here's exactly what happened. And they could never stop that no NDA or otherwise. So, I mean, if I had a true rape victim, I'm, it's not going to be one of the ones I make public like that. Uh, one last story. Nick Rolovich, Washington State coach, gone on the 18th because he wasn't vaccinated along with four assistants. He plans on suing. Adam, you think something came out that might hurt his case? Uh, potentially. The, he, they brought in a doctor to advise him to say, what are your questions? He's the leading vaccine expert in Washington. Uh, he's been running a lot of the testing and, and such thing. And he said, here we go. Private conversations. This is in public. What questions do you have that I can answer for you? And essentially every single question he had is every single Facebook meme that you've seen. Are they putting chips in? in are they putting chips in us? So is it Bill Gates, you know, just, running up his profits with this, you know, vaccine, all these, all these questions that would come from anybody that just looks at Facebook, not to single out Facebook. Well, we know that's where a lot of this stuff is. And all the questions were answered. He left the meeting, not knowing whether or not Rolovich was going to get vaccinated, but he said, I hope that he has all the right information now. Never mentioned anything according to the doctor about his religion and whether his religion, religious convictions would, um, you know, interfere or be a factor in getting vaccinated or not. And then the conversation was over. And now the doctor is saying like, Hey, it, 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 he didn't go public necessarily with it. It was just part of the story that came out that said, these are the questions that he had. He, could he, could he be called in a case? Could the doctor? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, I believe so. Yeah. Because there is, he was not treating. There's no HIPAA violation here. There's no HIPAA protections here because he was not treating uh, Rolovich. If he had provided uh, medical treatment and there were records and bills associated with that, that then that's fine. But he wasn't acting as a doctor for him. He wasn't acting as a medical provider. He was acting as a medical resource, more of a medical encyclopedia, if you will. What questions do you have? And I'll answer. But, you know, it was WebMD for him. Would the absence of a question, like what I'm saying is he could say, well, I my religious questions I had for my spiritual advisor. Sure. Like, I, w I wouldn't have asked you about the religious stuff. So, I mean, like, he could have said, just because I didn't say it doesn't mean that wasn't a concern of mine. 100%. That's my first response to that is, 
why would I ask a doctor about my religious convictions? I ask my spiritual advisor about my re religious convictions. I don't care what his thoughts and, and ideas are on that. And just so people are clear on this, Nick Rolovich is Catholic. Yeah. The Pope has said, get the vaccine. Correct. So just so we're clear on, this is not this is not an actual religious conviction. This is this is what he's trying to go for in terms of a legal response. That's right. I, I mean, again, I, I don't want to say 100% on this because I don't know what factors they considered when they reviewed his religious exemption application. And I don't know what it said. So I would never say 100%. I just don't think there's going to be a claim here. I just don't. Not a valid one. Not one that sticks. And not one that the, that the state of Washington is going to authorize to pay out. Yeah. You can't. And I just saw somebody just tweeted me, yes, I know it's Washington State. It was the state of Washington right. that we're referring to, not Washington State University. It's a state of Washington thing, right. not a school thing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because I have seen people attacking Washington State University. Like, this is the state of Washington, not Washington State. Well, but the the review board for his religious exemption was a university review board. Okay. So it was created and now i don't know what cooperation they had with the state authority in creating that but their their review board was there for the purposes of reviewing all student and employee applications for exemption based on religious uh, or medical reasons brian blessing coming up at four o'clock we pushed him back so get in one more topic here um you sent over and i saw the video i don't know if you watched the video justin watkins is with us I don't know if there's a legal question on this, but was a local channel doing a piece on pedestrian safety <laughs> in traffic and in the shot behind them, a lady almost got freaking plowed over by an 18-wheeler? And just so people are clear, like, as somebody who has done a lot of video stuff for a news outlet, you try to find, like, okay, we're talking about the Raiders and road game, so we'll have the stadium in the background. This news channel went out and found, hey, here's a crosswalk in the background as we talk to the safety expert in crossing the street. So it wasn't even part of the news story it's not like they were interviewing a pedestrian they were just doing the shot with a crosswalk in the background and in that crosswalk in the background a lady crosses a truck just zooms by her and she runs back to the street runs back to the sidewalk in fear of her life it was awful yeah. but also the most perfect timing ever for a news shot yeah oh i saw the video and it's it's you know boulder highway of course right <laughs> like it's just this boulder highway but it is not like it's not even a crosswalk at one of the streetlights. Right. It's not at an intersection. It's a crosswalk specifically for pedestrians that has like the neon yellow signage and then the flashing lights that say like a pedestrian wants to cross. I saw a different angle of the same shot. Oh, so she, did I. She hits the button and it's got to be 10 or 15 seconds before she crosses. Now, she doesn't do a great job of looking to her no. left. No. But she starts going, and I think it's the cameraman who's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and she, she hears it, stops, and, like, darts back in that truck. I mean, feet away. The, the tractor trailer, not like a not, – we're not talking about a Silverado. We're talking about a trucker truck, a, a tractor oh, yeah. trailer oh, yeah. with a load going at least 30 miles an hour when he misses her. No, I, I will – she absolutely has the right of way yep. as a pedestrian. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But you also have to have some management of your own safety, right? Yes. Like. No. Legally speaking. Not. No, le no, yeah, no. yeah. She's. Well, she's it's not going to do her any good legally if she's dead. Uh, what I'm saying is for your own benefit. Yes, I understand you have the right of way. Yeah. 
you still for your not legally yeah. for your own yeah. safety yeah look left should still look <laughs> everyone yeah. everyone's got to pay attention i noticed uh yes unlv's got a big con- uh, construction project in the parking lot of the thomas and mac in front of one of the garages on the east yeah. side and they've they've had to reduce the uh whatever the the access road and they've got a bunch of signs up like state law yield for pedestrians because you're gonna have all these students walking across a lot now the funny thing is it's other students who are yeah, probably yeah. gonna plow them over <laughs> right. everyone slow down especially that, that's one of them. i mean i have a lot of pet peeves parking lots are one of my biggest pet peeves yeah. where people drive like freaking lunatics so yeah i, I coach my daughter's cross-country team uh, for her school and well, i'll tell you we run into this all the time we have those kids running down the street and they don't even have to cross any intersections, no intersections, just the, like the, where they can enter into a couple of different parking lots. Right. And I tell these kids and they're the youngest are third graders all the way up to eighth graders. And I'm like, guys, you've got to make eye contact with that driver. Just stop. I don't care if you, I don't care if you stop running, you have to make eye contact with that driver. And I can't tell you how many times that these drivers, because they're, they're going to go back into the flow of traffic, only look left and just drive and just drive. Like, it's so scary. They never think, should I look right? And maybe there's somebody walking on this <laughs> sidewalk or this trail. It's a trail for bikes and pedestrians, and they just drive right over it. It's crazy. <laughs> we came in, you were yelling. We're going out, you're yelling. He's a very calm guy, actually, when it sits down for consultations. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on a good day. 5709000 is the number. We are back tonight, 9 o'clock, Lawn Sporter Podcast, at Steve Cofield on Twitter and YouTube. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 702-570-9000, with your questions today. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins Watkins. to lay down the law. Only on Cofield and Company. All right, rolling on. We're going to talk a little hockey with Brian Blessing in just a couple minutes. Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield. Uh, football frenzy a little bit early. A couple of notes. This is right up your alley. Right up your alley. At this point in the season, and I'm I'm one on, you know, if if you really got a chance or you're showing that you, you want to have a chance to compete this year in the NFL, I get it. You know, do all you can to win. But between the Jets, and I'm not going to go crazy on this, but the Jets trading for Joe Flacco is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Like, you have two first and two second round picks this year when here's the deal the team's not good everyone on the team can play hard try to win but you don't need to get joe flacco what's the point play mike white they're going to play him and whenever their freaking rookie quarterback zach wilson is back then he's back right so i don't i don't get that one and the texans are worse david cully's answering questions about tyrod taylor when he's back is davis mills gonna play like trade tyrod taylor what's the freaking point today did you see what happened today? Mark Ingram traded from the Texans, who, again, they've done this multiple times this year. They're, they're managing winning ability, okay? I don't know how else to put it, right? they they like, you want to play hard. You want your players to try, but you really don't want to win. So you do what you can to ensure that chances you win are a little less. So Ingram's gone. He's off to the Saints. Brandon Cooks just posted a while ago. I think this is what he was talking about. Something to the effect of this is total BS. Just that's all he said. And I think he's I think he's reacting to Mark Ingram, uh, you know, a solid contributor for him being traded. But they, but, yeah. but 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 they're see what the weird thing is. They're, they're contradicting they're, with their actions. They're being contradictory because you're getting rid of your number one running back 
why would Tyrod Taylor ever play again for the Texans? Go and get a fifth conditional with a, maybe a fourth. There are teams out there, Browns, uh, there are teams out there that could use a good backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's true, um, except in the there might be something that the Jets case and the Texans case have in common. Although I'm not sure, I I think it's definitely the case with the Texans. The Jets might believe that Flacco is like a good coach. You know, it's funny we've heard the opposite about Flacco. That's that, what I thought that, too. That's weird. We've heard before that he actually has been a jerk at times to young quarterbacks. That's what I thought. But maybe he turned over a new leaf last year. And that and that's the only thing I thought of when they got him is like they're not trying to win; they're trying to mentor their younger so, quarterbacks. So, so and, Mike and Mike White is expected to play this week. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I could also understand that because Flacco walking in on like three days' notice. Although he was well, it's a different coaching staff. I was going to say, you know, and understanding the playbook, it's a new playbook now. But we do Thank know God, no Adam Gase. No uh, bias here at all, but we do know that St. Tyrod is very good mentor for the younger players. That's what it's what's always been said about so him. You're saying they're keeping him around to help out Davis Mills. Yeah, but I also like I think things have changed the last two weeks. Like I think two weeks ago, and and maybe they're slow to react. Two weeks ago, there was thought like we're right in this. <laughs> yeah, because the the Texans were three and two with two games that they were underdogs in right. in a row. They could have they could have been three and three, right or what three and four right now, and the Texans could have been right in the mix for the division, and I, and there was optimism. I you know I I heard it. I followed the Texans very closely. Obviously, it was like, hey, Tyrod's gonna be back. We can win this division. Now two weeks later, it's different, and you also have the case there, like they do know Davis Mills is not the future, like they've they've been able to determine that now. He stinks. And I don't think there's any optimism that he's going to get any better or like be the guy of the future. No, we know Tyrod's probably not either, uh, but maybe they think he could be. Uh, so I, I do think that it's potentially maybe the Jets believe Flacco could be a good mentor. And that, like you said, I'd never heard that before, but maybe that's what they believe. I know that's the case with the Texans, although I think if they can get something for him, they're trying to trade everybody away. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers 702-570-9000 with your questions today.